0: hello and welcome to the wrestling newspaper podcast i'm your host daniel today is november the 19th 2018 we're we are at the morning after survivor series and this is the pilot episode of the show as i said we're new to podcast i've never done a podcast before but it's something we wanted to give a go to our users on the wrestling newspaper twitter site so yeah we're just going to see how it goes Uh, Today is just going to be a basic show, we're just going to run through the thoughts from the Survivor Series pay-per-view from last night. So let's get into it, Um, the main story of the show, well there's probably two main stories, Um, we'll go with the actual outcome of the pay-per-view. Now, WWE are calling it Raw beats Smackdown with six wins to zero, I know that will annoy a lot of people. Who are big fans of SmackDown and think Raw is seen as the A and well, this kind of proves it. This is a bit of a surprise that they've gone with the six to zero stat. As it well, it just makes SmackDown look look like shit, really, doesn't it? Um, as I, I think, I think the probable way they're going is there's rumours of the Shane McMahon heel turn. I think losing six nil might just well make Shane snap on Tuesday night and probably cause his heel turn. That's the only thing I can really think of. They're definitely going somewhere with it. There's no way they're going to... If he was not really bothered and they were just going to brush aside the storyline, like they usually do with Survivor Series pay-per-views, I think they would have just gone for a 4-3 th- th- win for Raw, or a 4-2 win for Raw, some bold. 4-2 win for Raw. Um, but I think one of the main stories as well is... I'd be annoyed if I was in the SmackDown tag division. As, well. They beat Raw in the pre-show match. And... Michael Cole and everyone else on Coventry didn't even acknowledge it. It was... I'd be quite annoyed, I think, if I was those guys. And it basically told the audience as well that there's no need to ever watch the pre-show as nothing of any relevance actually happens on it. Now, this, this is probably the main story, actually, of the show, but we'll get to this next. Enzo Amore. So, I'm, I'm reading Twitter while the show's going on. And I see a few pictures of people saying, oh, that's Enzo in the second row in disguise. And you're thinking, oh, it can't be. What, what, what would he do that for? But no, uh, the AOP Seamus match is about to start. And our good friend Enzo stands up on his chair, arms in the air, giving it all his gimmick about being the realest guy in the room. He, he actually chose the worst time to do it as he was going through the foreign announced teams. And you could just hear a big cheer. And I kind of had an idea of what was going on because I've been reading on the Twitter that he was in the crowd, but yeah, so he didn't really pick the best time to do this. But yeah, the, the cameramen sort of avoided it. But I'm sure by now everyone's seen all the videos on Twitter. Um it's a strange situation, really, because you can—he basically didn't get charged with anything. There was no charges; charges were dropped. He was sacked straight from his job straight away. So he's obviously. A little bitter about that. and Some people say it's his own fault. Some people don't. But I think it was a bit of a childish reaction. But hey, it did its job. It's got people talking about him like me this morning. Uh, Some some funny tweets. Liv Morgan, his ex. She tweeted saying that was embarrassing. But I suppose Enzo was nearer to the arena than she was. as She was, I think, watching it on the WWE Network, she tweeted. So the story is basically Enzo, he gets... I don't know if you remember at WrestleMania 33, the female security guard who didn't realise that Bronk was part of the show and uh, rugby tackled Bronk and then realised it was part of the show. Well, she dealt with Enzo last night and she had no problem dealing with him, threw him out. If you seen all the videos, he gets dragged out, the crowd start booing, and he tries to come back in but they're not having any of it. So, yeah. Apparently, there's nowhere nowhere free for poor Enzo in the WWE Universe. So, uh, we're going to get into the show now. Uh, the show opens up with the 5-on-5 five five Raw vs SmackDown women's uh, traditional elimination match. And Nia Jax comes out to absolutely insane heat. Literally, as soon as the uh, music hits, you can just hear the booze. It overtakes the music, the theme music. And yeah... She comes out. She cocks her fist. So yeah, she's definitely playing up to that. And really, you probably would if she was here. Uh, one thing I didn't like it. The camera panned to the SmackDown superstars with well, the wrestlers with their reaction of the of the rea- response to Nair. And you see Naomi laughing and joking about it. And to me, do you know what I mean? The the team leader of SmackDowns in story, well, not in story, in real life, just had her face broken. So, really, I think you should be looking a bit more angry, not laughing about it. But, hey, so I think you can tell where I'll be going with this if you've not seen the results. If you had to say who was going to win for Raw before, you would have said they're probably going to go with Naya. Now, for me, you, we all know that the opening match of a show is there to get the crowd up. It's supposed, its job is to get the crowd into the show And what do they do? They completely piss off that crowd. They did not want to see Nia Jax win that match. But as WWE liked to do. They had to get their heat. And they did that. But the the problem with that is the crowd are that mad. It affects probably the next half an hour to an hour of the show. As the crowd are just quiet. Because they're pissed off. They did not want to see Nia Jax win that match. But... She wins and she beats Oscar. I don't know what's happened to Oscar. The booking this year of Oscar since winning the Rumble has been absolutely terrible. She's lost feuds to Carmella. She's basically been doing nothing really for a few months. And now she gets pinned clean, well, sort of clean, by Nia Jax. So we're we'll getting to the next match. It's Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. So it's have seen some people saying it was a dream match, which a few years ago it would do. But... Hey, we're in 2018 now, 2018, and Nakamura is not the same Nakamura that we once knew. He's ever since he's been in, he's come from NXT. He's been phoning it in. He's I call him three star Nakamura because he's not gonna put on a better match than a three, three and a half star. He's it's a shame really because some of the dream matches that you had when he came to WWE really just haven't lived up to it. And t- today was his chance really. He facing Seth Rollins, who for me is. Probably top three workers in the WWE. So you've got a chance to go for that real great match. But Nakamura comes out in his all blue attire. Which to me just looked absolutely ridiculous. You want to promote Nakamura as a star. So he should be coming out in his own gear. Not like a big blue idiot. But yeah. So the match. So the crowd is so quiet I thought for the first ten minutes of this match. The match and to be honest they barely got them into it the match it starts off slow it was okay it was just your decent it was your good raw main event where not a lot happens at the start they had the finishing sequence at the end and that's it I thought I thought you could tell the two haven't really worked together much before because they just didn't really have much chemistry and I just felt the match didn't really get going as I say the knife finish in the last match didn't help and my main question out of this is is Shinsuke Nakamura capable of putting on a great match anymore? I'd probably say he is, but he just doesn't seem like he's interested in doing that. Um, the match, it was good, but it was nothing. I've seen people on Twitter saying, oh, great match, but I think a lot of marks on Twitter. If Seth Rollins is in the ring, they're going to label it a great match. When, in reality, this was not a great match. It was a good match, and I've gone to three and a quarter stars for this match. And, do you know, I'm, I'm taking a quarter of a star off, just for it being overrated. Three stars for that match was good but it was it, i will not remember this match tomorrow put it that way so the next match is the raw tag team champions versus the smackdown tag team champions aop versus sheamus and cesaro you can just tell vince loves aop do you know what i mean you know i pretty much knew that he was they were going to get the victory here today but that was not the main story of this match the main story as we've already got into is enzo Making the match about himself, buying a ticket to the crowd, sitting in second row, the match is about to start and you can see an incident in the crowd, Enzo's stood up, he gets taken out, the camera crew are trying to cut out as much of this as they can, there's camera cuts flying about everywhere, um, yes we've already got into that with the Enzo situation, um, apparently the rumours are that he's been banned for life from the Staples Centre, which... I don't know what he'll do for his concerts and... Oh, right. His concerts are in arenas, are they? So it doesn't really matter. Um, so anyway, so this match ends. Yeah, I'm about to say this. This match ends when Drake Maverick pisses his pants, causing the distraction and AOP win. Yeah. This is one of the matches where the ending's on the TV and if anyone is in the room with you, you want to hide back into your seat because that is just an embarrassing ending. And it's just not what anyone wants to see. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's just. It was just stupid, to be honest with you. But anyway, they had to have one stupid finish on this show. Uh, the next match was Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali for the cruiserweight title. It was. It was a really good match. The crowd. They weren't really interested too much at the start, but they won the crowd over towards the end. You got the this is awesome chance, which was. I, I was glad for them usually about, about a year ago when the Cruiserweight matches were on the main show. Nobody really cared, everyone was dead. But yeah, the crowd got into this by the end. Um, Buddy Murphy wins with the Murphy's Law to retain the title, which I think nobody really fancied Mustafa Ali to get the win here. Just another defence for Murphy. I think it was his, his first defence on pay-per-view anyway. I don't think he was on the Crown Jewel. No, he wasn't on the Crown Jewel show last month. But yeah, Buddy Murphy wins with the Murphy's Law. It was, it was a good match, it wasn't really enough for me crowd-wise, or wise. it wasn't a great match, it was just your really good typical 205 Live main event, which it was reminiscent a bit to the Mark Andrews-Buddy Murphy match on, some, on 205 Live the other week in the UK show, which we was at by the way. So yeah, we've gone for three and a half stars for that match, and Buddy Murphy retains the title. Next, we had the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown men's elimination match. And the crowd, they pissed the crowd off right from the very start of this match. They eliminated Samoa Joe within the first minute or two of the match. It was a stupid move. The crowd were pissed off. Do you know what I mean, there's some, a lot of Joe fans in that area in, in LA and they just pissed them off to start with. So yeah, it took the, took the match a bit a while to get going after that point. Um the middle part of the match was great. Some great spots. Uh, we had the Shane elbow drop from the corner through the announce table to Braun Strowman. He has to get that in, and he's flying all over the place. Shane, I'm 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 convinced Vince doesn't like Shane. He's just trying to get him to die in that ring because he's doing. all every match he's doing big stunt after big stunt. The guy's almost fifty. He, do you know what I mean, he doesn't need to be doing this he's got, what, about 12 kids it's not really, I don't think he should be doing this anyway, but that's up to him that's up to him anyway Um, another main point from this show which I've not actually seen people talk about is The Miz cheered over top baby face Braun Strowman Miz and Braun are in the ring and the entire crowd is chanting, let's go Miz which, if, you, if you're saying Braun's going to be the Guy that's going to replace Roman as the number one baby face on Raw, then, well, that isn't really a good sign. But to, to me, I, I like Braun, I like the gimmick, but he cannot be the top guy for me. He's, he isn't going to go out there and have main event matches that are any good, really. Let's be honest. Roman, he could go in the ring. Crowd hated him. Braun, he—I'm going to be brutally honest—he's shit in the ring. He is not good in the ring. So we don't. I personally do not want him in the main event Raw matches. But apparently I'm in the minority on that one. Um, I think the, the match was going really well. So there was some great stuff in the match. But they quickly got rid of Ray and Jeff. Leaving Shane, the best in the world, as the sole survivor on the SmackDown team. To take on Braun, Lashley and Drew. It was a bit of an anticlimactical finish. Braun pinned Shane. Braun, Lashley and Drew. All survive. So after the match, Corbin attacks Braun, which sets up there. I think they're going with Braun against Corbin at the TLC pay per view. Which sure, that will be a match of the year contender. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, now for the big match on the show, the match that everyone thought was going to main event this year's wrestle next year's WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. I thought Ronda, there's been criticisms, I think Lance Storm said on his podcast that he hated Ronda's attire. She's listened, she's sorted the attire out, looked absolutely brilliant tonight. Perfect attire, she looked like a killer out there. And the match itself, it it was, I've I've got to say, I loved this match, I thought it was great. It was one of the matches that, come the end of the year, I'll look back and I'll remember this match. I I thought it was really good. They've only had, what, Three, four, five days to rehearse. Everyone's saying that Ronda can't perform unless she's rehearsing for weeks. Well, I think she proved everyone wrong tonight. She can go. I've seen a lot of backlash on Twitter. People, I don't understand it. It's just bitter from the UFC run. They just don't like Ronda. Yeah, I think the creeks are showing where fans just... I say that this was her crowd, the LA crowd. They completely turned on her. I don't understand it myself. I think people are just—they wanted her to fail. They thought that they would fail, and she hasn't. She has proved everyone wrong, and I think now people are starting to realise she's proved everyone wrong. She's good at this, and they, they can't handle it. I put a post on Twitter last night, and people—people people are fuming. They are not happy, but Ronda Ronda's great. So, fuck you. Anyway, so the match ends. It's going great. I think we're probably about 15, 20 minutes in and the match ends with a disqualification. Ronda wins. Charlotte goes absolutely crazy. She attacks Ronda with the kendo stick. Cuts all over Ronda. Um, she's going mad. She's pushing referees. She's There's officials coming down. She's attacking them. She puts Ronda's neck in a chair. Stamps on it, which in WWE usually actually writes people out for a month or two. So we posted a tweet the other day that Meltzer's has reported that they're going with Ronda versus Becky at WrestleMania. But from this to me, this seemed like it was the WrestleMania angle unless they do it at the rumble. But this looked to me like they were going for this for WrestleMania. As I say, usually that move with the head in the net the head in the chair usually causes them to be out for a couple of months. So unless you do Naya beats Ronda for the title next month, Ronda wins the Royal Rumble, somehow you get the title on Charlotte and they go for it that way, or personally, I'd sooner see Becky versus Ronda, as they are the two hottest stars at the moment, in the women's division, yes, Ronda's a star, unfortunately, for the haters out there see, I tell you what, there was a great spear in this match, I thought I thought that was going to be over at that point, Um, there's a brutal elbow where, which cut Ronda up, causing a load of blood to the face, I tell you what, if Nia Jax would have hit that elbow, there would have been a shitstorm on Twitter, but as it was Charlotte, I think nobody was really too fussed about that. But yeah, they had a great match. It was this was a great match, and I'd, I'd like to see them go at it again down the road. And um, we've gone four stars on this match. Yeah, it was it was great. One of the best. I'd say it was the best women's match, except for possibly Becky. It was. I don't think it was as good as Becky Charlotte, the last woman standing at Evolution. But it was a damn good match. So we've gone four stars on that match. Next, we have the main event, the dream match: Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. This match has been years in the making. I think they was trying to do it at the Summer Slam where Lesnar demolished Cena, but for whatever reason, I think I think Lesnar, I think Bryan was probably injured. Yeah, he was injured at that point, so they didn't go ahead with that match. Bryan's been wanting this match for years. He's clearly had this match planned out in his head for years. He knew exactly what he wanted to do with it. So I knew if they got time that this would be a great match. Uh, I don't think it helps with the heel dynamic for Daniel Bryan. I think we would have seen an absolute classic match if Bryan would have been the baby face against the heel Lesnar. Instead it was heel versus heel. But yeah, so the match ends. The match starts. starts, The first 10 minutes, it's all Lesnar. He is demolishing Bryan. And I liked it. It was people that oh it makes your WWE champion look weak whatever he's against Brock Lesnar do you know what I mean he's whatever it's Daniel Bryan as Cole pointed out there's a hundred pound difference between the two which apparently makes Bryan 165 pounds so I think the question is why is he not for the cruiserweight title if that's the case stupid comment from Cole bringing that up but hey it's Michael Cole what do you expect so yeah, the match started 10 minutes, 10 15 10 minutes, Lesnar's destroying Bryan. And, and then you get probably the pop was insane when Bryan, he start, He kicks Lesnar in the face twice. Lesnar hits him up for the F5, the referee's down. Bryan hits the low blow and that crowd are all sat down and in unison they leap to their feet. Bryan hits the running knee, 1, 2, and Lesnar kicks out. And the, the pop for that was absolutely fantastic. The crowd were going crazy. They got the crowd by this point. They got back and forth. Every underdog spot you can think. Lesnar running into the post. All that sort of stuff. Brian's running crazy on Lesnar. At one point I thought Heyman might actually help Brian win this match. But obviously they didn't go that way. Yeah, The ending was Lesnar just hoisting him up for the F5. 1, I thought they got a great shot of a fan at the end where he looked absolutely gutted that Brian had lost. But, hey, Brian comes out of this looking strong. I, I don't care what people say. Do you know what I mean? He went toe-to-toe with Lesnar for what? It must have been the best part of 20 minutes. He comes out of that looking really good. Do you know what I mean? Lesnar almost gives him the nod of approval at the end. Uh, I'd love to see another match between the two in a few years, whether that'll happen if Lesnar's still in the company. I'm not quite so sure. But I definitely won't see this again. As I say, Lesnar wins. So Raw beats Smackdown 6-0. to So as I say, I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with that. They're definitely going to do a storyline with that down the road. So yeah, so that's it. Survivor Series 2018 is in the books. It was my overall thoughts on this show. The first two hours were a bit slow. wasn't much. But, but the, the double main event absolutely killed it. I mean, it was great. Uh, This for me, this is one of the better WWE shows of the year. Not really saying much, as we've had some pretty terrible pay-per-views, but yeah. So I mean, I'll run through the matches. What we've gone for the star rating system. I think I missed the women's one. So the women's elimination match, we've given two stars. Nakamura versus Seth Rollins, three stars. Some people weren't happy about that, but whatever. AOP versus Sheamus and Cesaro, one and three quarter stars. Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali, three and a half stars. The men's elimination match, three and a half stars. Rousey versus Charlotte gets four stars. And your main event, Brock Lesnar, versus Daniel Bryan, four stars. Well, I need to take a breath after that. Um. Anyway, so I put a poll up on the Twitter. So we could, we do the system where you either give the show two ticks, that's the highest, one tick, Zero ticks or minus ticks? The percentages as it stands are... Two ticks, 35%. One tick, 37%. 0 ticks, 11 And minus ticks, 17 So, yeah. So, you can tell the, the response on Twitter is that this was a good show. People are either saying it's a great show or at least a very good show. So, yeah, you've got to give credit to WWE on this one. It's been, it's been a great weekend for wrestling WWE. A great week. You've had Styles, Bryan... You've had Gargano against Black, Velveteen against Ciampa, Brian against Lesnar, Sh- um, Charlotte against Ronda Rousey. All great matches. It's been a great week for WWE. And it's not been... It's about time, really, because... It's not been the best WWE year. But, as I said, going out of the year with a bit of a bang, really, for me. Yeah, so... I'm trying to say... There's backstage notes that are coming out of the show... Um, it's not actually seen that many. There's no news of injuries. There's not a lot coming out of it. You've got Enzo, who's apparently barred from the Staples Centre. Um, you've got, yeah, Lesnar, Rousey, they picked up the wins. Where do they go from here? You've got Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose it is announced for the TLC pay-per-view for next month. Um, you've got, I think, the I don't know what they're probably going to do for the women's match. Um, I think you'll have to wait for SmackDown for that, but it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I can see him putting the, t- the title on Charlotte, but I say I'm, I don't. I'm not sure about that. I'm not hundred percent. But yeah, I'm, so, I'm sort of rambling on anyway at the moment. But anyway, so we've we've run through all the matches for you. I'd say Survivor Series 2018. It was a, it was a really good show. I enjoyed it. As I say, this is the first time we've I've done a podcast, so it's not going to be great. Starting off with, I've just got my thoughts out there there's a lot to work on this is just a basic pilot episode um in the future we're looking i'm looking to get another guest who's going to be a permanent guest on the show to review these shows with us i'm going to try and do a review of every WWE pay-per-view reviews of the new japan big shows wrestle kingdom obviously coming up and i think we're going to do some obviously i'm uk guy go to a few of the uk promotions i'm going to try and do some reviews of those shows and um, we'll probably do a Friday show each week, talking about shows coming up on the weekend, talking about matches from the previous weekends, all the news and notes. As I say, I'll have probably a more formatted version of news, spoilers, stuff like backstage notes about what's going on. As I say, this was just your Survivor Series recap. We've gone through all the matches. It was a good show. And um, that's it. Please check us out on Twitter. It's Wrestle Newspaper. So that's Wrestle News P A P R as some idiot. Actually, not some idiot. Wrestle Newspaper just won't fit, so I am the idiot for choosing the long name for the branding. But anyway, so follow us on the Twitter. Um, and I say this is our first podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, I'm your host Daniel. We will be back later in the week talking about Raw, talking about SmackDown, talking about backstage notes, talking about. What's coming up next weekend. So yeah that's it. I hope you enjoyed the first wrestling newspaper podcast. See you later.